Hi, I'm JP. And I'm Adam. I've never seen Lost. I have. I'm told that it's good. I liked it. I'm told that it made sense. Sort of. But we're watching it out of order. So it definitely won't make sense. But it might still be good. Since we won't expect it to make sense, we'll still be able to appreciate each episode on its own merits as a one-hour story. Sometimes two or three. As opposed to just a fraction of an ongoing, sprawling, and increasingly complex tangle of relationships, personal stories, mysteries, mythologies, experiments, social dynamics, unnatural disasters, unanswered questions, and hot tropical hookups. Are you okay? I'm not sure. Because you lost me a little bit there at the end. Well, good, because I've been lost since the beginning. We're, We're lost, lost on Lost. Welcome, everybody, to Lost on Lost. I'm J.P. Russell, joined, as always, by a man who isn't a farmer, isn't a hunter, but the most formidable of all, a podcaster, Adam Busher. That's me, baby. Just out here podcasting. Podcasting for yeah. the people. Uh, Adam, yeah. uh, I, I went down sort of a IMDb uh, rabbit hole after this episode because of uh one of our our special guests on on this episode justin uh justin chatwin uh, yeah justin chatwin i was like what the fuck do i know that guy from uh and i was like oh yeah he was in like shameless and yeah that was pretty good and a few other things he was also in the 2009 dragon ball evolution movie (gasps) that's him Uh, he played goku yeah that's him he played goku it's not good it's terrible Uh, and there are a lot of one-star reviews um but I decided to take a look at the five-star reviews. Uh, and I just want to read you this one five-star review real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, five stars. It says, Hi, I am Marcus, and I like the movie. But my mom, Benny Lee, doesn't. But it's posted from Benny Lee's Google account. <laughs> so... <laughs> Take that for what you will. Uh, today, we are talking about further instructions, uh, the third episode of season three and the 52nd episode of Lost Overall. Further instructions, centric characters, everyone's favorite doobie roller, Johnny Locke. <laughs> further instructions takes place on the 68th day after the crash of Oceanic Flight 815. Adam? Yes? Do you have a recap? I certainly do. Let's do it. Give me that dank chronic jam. On the island, John Locke loses his voice and goes on a trip to find it. Known church carpenter slash recovering heroin addict Charlie Pace helps John not only find his voice, but missing survivor Mr. Echo. Elsewhere, Hugo Hurley Reyes returns from some place where he lost track of Dr. Jack Shepard, Kate Austin, and James Sawyer Ford. Also, the sky turned purple. (laughs) And in the before times, Locke embraces his inner hippie at a Humboldt County commune where I'm sure nobody is growing weed. No, not at all. <laughs> did you miss Locke's dove hair pieces? Because I sure did. What do we do now? Let's await further instructions here on Lost on Lost. <laughs> uh, we have a guest. What? Who? Welcome to the show, uh, Matt Susterich. <laughs> oh, hi. Hey. I'm happy to be here. Good. Why? Happy to have you. <laughs> uh, Matt, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us uh, today to talk about some Lost. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I, I loved this show for like... I don't know, a season. <laughs> I did, like, back that- in the day. I really, I was into this show, and then, like, I gave up on it after, like, I think I got, like, halfway through season two. and was just like, this is boring now. <laughs> like, I just got yeah. so tired of the cliffhangers. Like, sure. I just... There's a crop of people out there who really, really like season two. Mm. And I, 
I like hearing their arguments for it. I just don't agree with any of them. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. Like I said, halfway through season two, just gave up on it. And then, like, I think once once the show had ended, and I had like heard all of the hubbub about the like finale and everything, mm-hmm. I just decided it wasn't worth my time sure. and never really revisited it until I met my wife, and she was like, "I love Lost," and then we sat down and watched it again, and then again. I gave up about halfway through season two because she was she we would put it on and she would just fall asleep at, at like halfway <laughs> sure. through every episode and I'd be left with this fucking show that bothered me yeah. and so just yeah I, I was like I'm not gonna watch this with you anymore if you're not gonna actively watch it with me see I'm I'm the opposite because I watch a lot of Antiques Roadshow and my partner <laughs> Kai falls asleep and I'm glad because then I get to watch Antiques Roadshow in peace so and you get to not, just nut yeah, from all right, of the yeah, exactly. beautiful moments on that show yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm with you man I watch more Antiques Roadshow YouTube clips than anybody. <laughs> I'm fucking there with you. What do you fellas think? You think should we talk about Lost a little bit? I'm gonna... Yeah, let's do it. Why not? Uh, let's see. Further instructions originally aired on October 18th, 2006. It was written by Carlton Cuse and Elizabeth Sarnoff and was directed by Tony Scott. I mean, Stephen Williams. <laughs> uh, Carlton Cuse, uh, everyone knows from the adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Yes. Elizabeth Sarnoff <laughs> wrote uh, an episode of the HBO show Buried entitled Loud, Fast, and Keep Going, which is how all of my trips to Applebee's are described and Stephen Williams probably saw a domino man on fire and spy game and really had a good time. <laughs> oh my god. That is... I'm just saying somebody really wanted to be Tony Scott during the, the <sighs> sweat lodge like hallucination oh scene. That is too funny. That's amazing. Very um, accurate. Surprisingly accurate. <laughs> well, that's what we go for here on Lost on Lost is accuracy. Surprising accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, so yeah so Locke wakes up in the jungle it, it wasn't immediately clear to me that he had lost his voice no no yeah like like he like itched at his throat a little bit but then like he, there was nobody there to talk to anyway mm-hmm. right. so like I don't know yeah <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah Desmond goes flying by nude I love like implied nudity in broadcast television I think it's hilarious of course um even in a moment like this but it's like this t- uh, like there's a lot of tension here like we don't know what's happened to Locke. he's hurt like why is desmond naked like we don't know what's going on but he ran by <laughs> like i'm putting myself in lock shoes i would have laughed yeah and then right. that would have been like that would have been how i realized i lost my voice I, i'm like ha, ha, oh i can't oh my voice is <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking about in beer fest when barry badenath uh blacks out and then wakes up naked next to a dead deer and he's like not again <laughs> he has that full like werewolf moment and fucking yeah. Oh, God, it's so good. Echo's stick falls out of the tree. Yeah. Uh, how did it get in the tree? I don't know. Uh, Locke goes back to camp. He just starts, like, tearing apart his, like, structure or a structure. He's, like, gathering tarps and like, sticks. And I really hope and... it was somebody else's tent. <laughs> 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 right? Like, it's Jack's tent. That's Claire's. Just start <laughs> Claire's <it>. tent. <laughs> Yo, shit. Fuck them kids. Fuck your baby. <laughs> <laughs> Your baby don't need shade. And yeah, so so Charlie comes up to him and is like just talking at him. He, he manages to mime to Charlie that he has lost his voice and he needs to speak to the island. That was a fun that moment. Was, it was kind of fun, yeah. despite the fact that yeah, Char- like Charlie, what he, is this? Is this a scene? The part where he's like, "Are you aware that I hate you?" He says that, right? I think like, something like scene? that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, he, why are you talking to him? Fuck off down the beach if you don't want right. to talk to John. Like, if, exactly. Claire pressured him into it. Did she? Yeah, Claire pressured it because she was like, why don't you like go talk to him? Why don't you go help him? If I was Charlie, I would have been like, because I hate him. 
Let one of the other 35 people figure out what's wrong with him. No shit. Like, I got shit to do. Well, mm-hmm. And we've established that Charlie has a, a notebook and a marker. Yeah. And once he's like, oh, you can't talk, huh? He's like, he doesn't think, oh, well, can you write something down? Which eventually, yes, he does. Yeah, but in the immediacy, he's like, I'm just going to keep talking at you and just like yeah. playing charades. Dirt. Sand. Yeah. yeah. Beach. <laughs> right. go, go 30 then, feet over there and go get your And notebook. then he's Which, just got his arms like spread out. Right. And he's just twirling, yeah. like trying to like, what the fuck are you trying to tell him? Like, it was so confusing. Yeah. I don't know right. how Charlie even arrived at the answer because I was sitting there fucking scratching my head trying to figure it out. So, yes, John has now gotten his hands on Charlie's notebook and Sharpie. Um, and this is just a limited resources thing again. Like, dude, don't write so big. Like, you don't know how long your voice is going to be missing. Like, use right. less paper for each. Yeah, you also don't have a ton of paper like now that the hatch is blown up we don't have like right. a supply of paper and right. shit. We remember, don't have a remember scarcity like yeah. you know yeah yeah this is my note charlie and jl had a falling out ray heroin <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> jl beat charlie up yeah uh, good we, cut to a flashback yeah john locks driving on down the road mm-hmm. picks up a hitchhiker named eddie this uh, uh vibe here like so yeah. like Indie country, right? Yeah. Like the old pickup, the yeah. trucker cap. Like, Dude, you can't just get trucks with bench seats anymore. No. They don't exist. Those are the best trucks. I also, just indulge me here. I thought that John Locke with that kind of hat, like, I'm now not looking at the top of the head. Mm-hmm. I'm picturing, like, nose down. Actually kind of looks like Sawyer. A little, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Like Terry O'Quinn and Josh Holloway sort of have similar structured face. I don't know. Yeah. He could definitely be his like uncle or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Absolutely. There's a familial resemblance. I believe I, I, I totally see that. Yeah. It picks up this uh, Eddie p- uh, played ably by the uh, Goku. J- yeah, Justin <laughs> Holy Chatwin. shit. Um, <laughs> this uh, fucking Or as guy. I like to call him, uh, uh, discount Aaron Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Because it took me a second when he came on screen. I was like, is that Aaron Paul? Oh, no, I can't uh, be Aaron Paul. No. And then I was like, oh, it's the guy from Shameless. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, no, I like Justin Chatwin. You know, it's just, but yeah, right. every time, every time I see him at first, I'm like, is that Aaron Paul? <laughs> every yeah. time. Every time. Yeah. So, but yeah, picks him up. Uh, it's raining, right? Just yep. Pouring. Rain. And uh, yeah, Locke's like, you know, where are you going? Yada, yada. I'm trying to get to this place. Uh, there's work there, like logging or something like mm-hmm. that. Is that what you do? Uh, well, I just need to get out of where I was. And I heard that there's work and I'm just looking to work. So yeah. he doesn't really allude to his parents being a problem until after yeah. the cop pulls right. him over. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. so then uh, they get pulled over by the fucking sheriff. Humble County Sheriff. Do you want to do a thing about the cops or should we just skip it this time? Listen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the only reason you get out of the vehicle or you give your ID to a cop is if they have given they have given you reasonable suspicion that you have either committed a crime, you're committing a crime, or you are about to commit a crime. And if they cannot give you reasonable suspicion of either of those, you don't fucking say anything to them. JP's not a lawyer, but that's still good advice. Yeah. <laughs> he's, I mean, the cop's a dickhead, as per usual. Um, mm, yeah. 
Yeah, he's he like, was what, a real winner. Yeah. What's what do you got in the back of your truck here? And right. it's the same thing I've always got: guns and groceries. That's, that's right. Yep. And 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 but beyond that, again, like you said, John's answer should have been: Am I being detained? Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Fuck like you. He, he just asked, because he's got just because John's got legal guns in the back of the truck, that doesn't mean the cop gets to know about it. No. Yeah. Fuck off. Absolutely. Yeah. He didn't have a fucking warrant. He didn't even ask them, or he he didn't even like tell them why he pulled them over no. before he asked them to get out of the vehicle. Like. I'm sorry, but bro, you're you're overstepping your bounds right off the bat. Because it's all legal and the cop really doesn't have any standing and he realizes it, he kind of tells, like, he's like, eh, watch your ass. And he, like, fucks up yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Because John told the cop about the guns. Now Eddie knows about the guns. So Eddie's like, what's with the guns? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it. It was a lot of fucking guns, and like that's the not fa- how you. I mean, JP, you you. That's that's not how you transport weapons. Just like in I a pile in the bed of your truck. Hell no. No, you're like supposed to have cases. them in some sort of case. Yeah. 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 I mean, and, and the fact that he had like this like really well organized binder with all of the paperwork, like it all sleeved and and set up like just to cover his ass, but all the guns are just lumped in a fucking like towel in the back. Yeah. <laughs> like this is a binder full of uh full of all the registries of uh, uh, uh paperwork for all my guns, which I have just like uh, sliding around loose in the back of my truck. Um, <laughs> and I had the binder in the back of the truck also, like uh, regardless of if it rains or whatever, um like it just was um those are all loaded by the way um <laughs> <laughs> i mean at the very least get a gun rack like a self-respecting redneck a gun rack I, well yeah <laughs> i mean at, at the very least fucking yeah. something just something right behind your head easy to reach cut back to charlie and Locke. he needs charlie to stand guard speaking of sweat lodge i'm on urban dictionary right now <laughs> oh good <laughs> Okay, so like before you get on, like a sweat, sweat lodge is a real thing. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, there are a lot of indigenous. Well, I don't know about a lot, but there are several indigenous tribes that use sweat lodge as part of their ceremony. Um, like it's a real thing. Yeah, like, sure, right. You know, and it's been you know uh, uh, an element has been appropriated by like you know hippie uh, hippieism sure. and, and um, you know and ne- like neo indigenous stuff and like pan Indianism and stuff like that. Like yeah. it's it's a thing. It's a ceremony. It's like you know. Yeah. I don't know where John learned about how to do it. Apparently from the hippie commune. I don't right. know where they learned how to do it, but like it's a real thing. Like yeah, yeah. Like, people still yeah. engage in it uh, to this day as part of ceremony and as part of medicine. Um, it's but like. Humboldt County Sweat Lodge, the available greens in the area to to create any sort of black sludgy paste that might take you on a, a vision quest, yeah. uh, are going to be completely different from a tropical landscape. <laughs> like, you know, like the, the island, sure, the island has all kinds of weird shit on it, and maybe he could find the plan he needs to make that happen, but like, right. he just like has it, like, come on. But like, also... He makes a really good enclosed space. I was like, why the fuck is everybody on the beach just like laying on the ground when he could be making these nice tent structures, you know? The Lost Pedia calls Locke's drug an island pudding. <laughs> it's it's a black pudding. According to Urban Dictionary, uh, the, the entry I found is called a vegan sweat lodge. Uh, where a bunch of people with fingerless gloves get inside of a 2014 Prius and they crank the heat up all the way, thus sweating out all the tofu they ate, causing a vegan sweat lodge, usually in the parking lot of a Starbucks or a Slam Poetry event. This was uploaded by Balls Deep Max 69 on September 12, 2018. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, Locke eats the island pudding in the sweat lodge, and yeah. um, he starts a trip, like yep. real hard, hardcore. 
like he's gone like he's gone entirely like boone shows up we all uh know and remember boone uh who <laughs> ever so fondly because um, th this isn't the boone we know this is the actor playing boone in a fucking boone wig <laughs> it's a really bad wig it's not a great wig. really i did not yeah. notice the wig yeah um yeah, that's not what Boone's hair looked like when uh, when when he was taken from us uh, as a sacrifice the island demanded. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the the vision is um Boone takes Locke to the airport. Yeah. Uh, mm. in Sydney and he's pushing him around the airport in his wheelchair. And so he sees all these people from all the survivors in in various areas of the um of the airport, he sees like Son and Chin, and he sees Kate and Sawyer and Jack, and he sees Hurley. Desmond and Hurley, and um, it's all uh, very interesting because these people are all sort of like clumped together in spaces where John physically is aware of them. Right, like, he doesn't know where Kate Sawyer and Jack are, but he knows they're together. So right. Kate, yeah. Jack, and Sawyer are off by mm -hmm. the side. Desmond he saw running through the woods naked. So Desmond's by himself on the uh, thing with like g groupies of. Yeah, flight attendants. <laughs> yeah, he's doing his own thing. Um, Hurley's by himself, and this is interesting because Locke doesn't know this. As far as Locke is aware, Hurley's with Kate, Jack, and Sawyer. Right. Mm -hmm. But so Locke, so Hurley's been placed separately from the three of them, telling us the audience. We don't realize this till later, but well, I, I guess hypothetically, if we're watching the show in order, we know. <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah, so everybody's like separated, and the big payoff of this vision is that uh, Boone. Uh, says that somebody in the airport needs help and Locke has to clean up his own mess before he can help yeah. anyone. Does does Echo Echo never shows up at the airport. He never sees no, Echo, right? No. So he's like no. the only missing person, like really, and that's how John figures it out, right? It must be, yeah. Yeah. Because like, yeah, if he's got to clean up his own mess to help somebody in the airport, his quote-unquote mess, he doesn't see in yeah. the airport. So mm -hmm. yeah. But then a huge fake bear scares the shit out of me and Locke. <laughs> well, See, hang on. I didn't know it was a bear. I thought it looked more like a wolf. It looked like a wolf. Okay. That's what I'm saying. That's what I wrote down. I was like, that's yeah. a wolf. Totally a wolf. Mm. So that confused the shit out of me yeah, when, like same. later in the episode. I was like, that's not the bear. What? The, the thing... <laughs> The thing that confused me was that it like how like just the graphic of it like it was like fake. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. So like I didn't I didn't know what it was when it ha when it popped out, and I just like thought to myself, bear. The whole polar bear subplot in the show suffers from a writer production sort of team disconnect, where the writers are like, we're gonna have a bunch of polar bear shit in the show, and the production team is like. How are we supposed to do that? And the writers went, that's not our fucking problem. Yeah. Uh, so, like, it doesn't look like a great polar bear whenever we see it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like, I feel like early, and, and this doesn't reference this episode, but, like, early in the first season, like, when they were just cutting to, and they had, like, the, at the very least, the, like, fake, like, puppeted bear that they would just, like, have moving quickly through the reeds. And, and sure. you could, at the very least, that allusion to a polar bear was cleaner and more believable yeah. than any of these CGI bears that they've shown in, yeah. in season two and, I guess, season three. three. Yeah. But, like, yeah, dude it's bad that cg is really rough and i know that like cg's got a lot better but sure. even right. for that time even yeah. for tv and that time that was rough but yeah the 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 vision of this bear wolf computer abomination thing um snaps lock out of his vision 
yeah stumbles on scares the piss out of all of us (laughs) yeah like and that's the thing it literally i i I was like i I was startled i was like oh god like yeah yeah i'm I'm not a jump scare guy i do not know that that, like got to me a bit i was like that fucking got me too yeah (laughs) Yeah. that was that was a big deal so charlie's just like charlie's there watching and sees and follow he's like are you okay what's happening he's like showing a lot of concern for a dude that he hates um He, but Locke, Locke draws Dorothy, and he says he's gonna go. <laughs> Dorothy, Dorothy. <laughs> he's gonna go save Mister Echoes. Like, oh, Locke's uh, Locke's knife is canon- canonically named Dorothy. Uh, when? Yeah, according like, to what Lost point? On Lost podcast. Yeah, according to Lost on Lost podcast. Uh, <laughs> guest Chris Thibault. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dorothy. So yeah, so John is able to speak now. He says, "I'm gonna go save Mister Echoes' life." They head out. Um, John Locke and Char- Charlie again goes with him and Locke tells him he's like I got this you can fuck off now yeah, and Charlie's no, like, no I hate you I'm coming along what yeah. I still like I, again I still don't understand why Charlie's here I, I think it again I think it all has to stem that stems from the pressure that, Ch- that Claire so, put on him so easily could have been anybody else yeah <laughs> no, absolutely yeah. yeah Charlie Charlie says something about the polar like he didn't know the polar bear was alive yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Well, then John John immediately claps back and goes like, "He killed a polar bear." Oh, yeah. So Ooh. yeah, they're just implying that there's a fucking there's a, there's a, any number of polar bears, a whole population. Well, right. And we talked about that in one of the other episodes. We're like, oh, if there's one, there's a like, there's it's improbable that one. there's one. So the the probability of there being two isn't that far off. Right. No. They don't. They probably don't have a word for like a group of polar bears because they don't really like herd or whatever. But no, there could yeah. be a herd of polar bears on this island for all anybody knows. A murder of polar bears. <laughs> <laughs> a, co- a congregation. An ice flow of polar. Bears. An ice flow. <laughs> An iceberg of polar bears. <laughs> a, a group of polar bears is either called a pack or a sleuth. Sleuth? Sleuth? Really? That's bad yeah. as hell. I, I like that. That's, I that's not that bad at all. Yeah, that's yeah. not bad at all. Okay, but this also, a sleuth of polar bears literally makes the whole like ice bear ninja thing that much more like oh. canonically like sensible. Yeah. Like, of course he's going to be a ninja if if any group of polar bears is called a sleuth. That's an, that's incredible. What was the other term? Sleuth uh, and what? A pack. Or a, or a pack. Oh, well, boring. That Who gives a shit? But, but I, see, I go the other way with sleuth. I'm like... All right, now I'm imagining Columbo's partner being a polar bear. <laughs> Just one more question for my Just polar bear partner here. They, they, they pull up to the commune. Um, oh, man, this has got cult vibes. Dude, big time. Fucking Waco. Like, big time. David yeah. Koresh. Like, yeah, Ruby uh, Ridge. Fucking like, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to be here. Like, as soon as they, like, <laughs> as soon as he was like, yeah, check it out. This is our fucking place. Like, look at our dope picnic table and our sweat lodge and like this thing over yeah. here. And like, oh, fuck, Locke. I know you're, I know that you need direction in your life and you need found family and all of that stuff. But like, I don't think this is it, bud. <laughs> I don't oh. know if this one's going to work out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it was big time, like, uh, the, yeah. Big time Manson family vibes. They they sit down to have dinner. Introduces Eddie. Yep, Eddie, this is everybody. Everybody, this is Eddie. What's his face? Mike, the head dude, is like, yeah. hey, say grace for us. And John gives us a little prayer. Um <laughs> I know you. It was sweet. <laughs> Thanks for the family since my real one's trash. <laughs> like, that's what I wrote down here. That's a gist. 
uh, helping me not be angry anymore. Oh, John, you're going to get so much angrier. <laughs> it's just like every time John find, realizes that he's not angry anymore, something happens. It's just making so, so angry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Come back to the jungle. They arrive at the hash. It's yeah, a what fucking the fuck? crater. <laughs> it's imploded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They just kind of like, yeah, there's the hatch. Oh. They kind of fucked up. Um, keep going. They yeah. find an active kill, which looks like a boar. A, a bit about the hatch crater, right? Sure. Yeah. So for the listeners, uh, I, I work in uh, set dressing and set design oh, uh, sure. uh, in the film industry. And just looking at that crater, even for the split second that they showed it, it's clear that they tried to like they had like little, you know, pieces of the remaining like metal hatch like jutting out right. at in, at like levels and intervals. And it, it looked like they tried to imply that there was like multiple floors of the hatch within the crater, but they were only like maybe three feet, you know, kind of <laughs> sure. spaced from one another. Sure. So like that each level of, of like metal floor. Or a ceiling that was there was just like how in the hell is that supposed to be an entire like you know floor and or like layer of you know it was like uh, they were trying to like do like a forest perspective kind of thing oh, and it just big didn't, time it just didn't work big time no not at all yeah. not for me at least no but, i mean again I trained eye looking at it of course you're gonna be like you know more kind of uh judgmental but man i sure. just was like what are they what, well, what were they trying to do what and they're trying to accomplish because yeah, like i don't have i don't have a trained eye so i looked at it and i was like man that's like I know how big the hatch is on the inside. That's a real small crater for that. Tiny, <laughs> tiny. But again, an implosion is a completely different thing than an explosion. And of course, Turn it would do a black right. hole. And yeah, suck it yeah, in. yeah, yeah. So yeah, it could that... have compressed things, and I get that. But I just it, that stuck out at me because I'm again. You I thought know, it looked fake at first. I thought it was like a like a very like much CG so. thing. Like I thought they painted it onto the ground, like with <laughs> like a, with like computer graphics. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Um, yeah. Not at all. Oh, they get chased by the polar bear <laughs> at this point. Um, the active kill. Yeah, like it locks like, oh, it's an active kill that he's going to come come back for more. And then mm-hmm. like he does. Locke thinks he's going to fucking echo this polar bear and throw a knife <laughs> through him. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my my note for that was just John kills Hurley bear. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, he, just, he hears a noise and he just whips his knife into the into the leaves and uh-huh. you hear this thump and then he cuts us our buddy Hurley just yeah. trying to take a drink poor innocent big man in the woods fucking dude. knife sticking out of his canteen dude I mean good shot but that's why you get target acquisition before you fire or throw or any of that shit it, Hurley's coming back from somewhere we on the podcast here yeah. are not 100% certain where he's coming from but um, wherever he is coming from, he explains that they were talking, they were hanging out with the others. He's like, the dude we had in the hatch is actually the leader. <laughs> and they kept Kate, Jack, and Sawyer. Yeah. And they sent me back to tell all y'all to stay away from them. That's the mousy little dude that was, uh, he was in the airport flashback too, right? I think he, I think he was like yeah, bagging. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was in the flashback. Yeah, I think he, he was. was. In, the drug, in the trip, yeah. He was, oh, he was, I remember he was checking bags That's for Jack right. and Kate. Oh, yeah, 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 because yeah. he because they're all together. Mm. Uh huh. Mm. Oh, it's coming together. The dominoes are falling totally into place. Do you think they were getting <laughs> on a plane or a hot air balloon? <laughs> I mean, it, it's subjective. It depends on which you consider more romantic. 
<laughs> he gets real horny for hot air balloons. Uh, I mean, Mile High Club goes both ways, I guess. <laughs> That's a t-shirt. It, we'll, we'll just see it. It, it's a hot air balloon, and the balloon is Michael Emerson's face, and then it says <laughs> horny for hot air balloons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Here we go, baby. Hot air really pumps me up. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Um, Locke and Charlie are like, all right, cool story, bro. Go to the beach and tell everybody to stay away from the others. We're going to keep yeah. going. <laughs> they they just like keep tracking the bear. Yeah. yeah. They leave Hurley in the woods uh, yeah. after yeah. having traumatized right, him. Right, yeah. I'm almost knifing him in the face. <laughs> like, hey, glad you're okay. Uh, carry on. With uh, no uh, water. Right, yeah. Not <laughs> Lock Lock finds a tuft of of hair, Mm -hmm. which, uh, as someone who owns a 125 pound uh, Great Pyrenees, who is constantly shedding tufts of hair like that, it could just be a dog. (laughs) Um, And and it says something about it's the Einstein of the bear community. We we've often had questions on the show uh, about how smart the polar bears are. Sawyer Sawyer brings it up when he's in the cages. He asks about you know the smartness of the polar bears. You and I have asked about how smart polar bears are. There's our answer. Yeah, they're, but they're I, if I Einstein. Google that, I'm like, oh, who said the Einstein's of the bear community? And it's definitely a polar bear in a lab coat quoted. <laughs> so take that for what it's worth. So again, not to uh, not to like you know disillusion anyone, but. Yeah. That my trained eye again. I, I remember I had written down a note about um, that specific tuft of hair because I was like, having worked in property and props and like yeah. done shit yeah. like that. I'm like, dude, that's literally just stuffing. Like that's just, <laughs> just fucking cotton. batting. <laughs> it's just cotton bat or polyester batting that someone you might stuff a pillow with sure. that. Yeah, like that's not hair. <laughs> it's not even facsimile hair. It's just yeah. it's just fucking stuffing. <laughs> Listen, uh, they got they got eighteen episodes of this bitch to make, and I get it, I do. But yeah. like, polar bears are a big fucking plot point. Get the hair right, you know. Right. Get some yeah. doll hair. Go to Goodwill. You could come up with something. I mean, it's I'm ABC. Sorry. Just kill a polar bear. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> know what I'm saying? I do actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You do in fact know what you're saying. Cut to a flashback. <laughs> Lizzie wants a daddy. <laughs> Grabbing like this is like it, this, like this, and this is the trouble with cults, is that some of the shit they do is kind of adorable. Yeah. <laughs> New shirt. Oh, oh my god! Like fucking John, John and Eddie have worship duty, and they have these little baskets with these little straps. It's like, hey, don't worry about any of that. We can just gotta go. We just gotta go pick some peaches. Oh my god! Oh my god! Like if it yeah, wasn't a like, cult, that's kind of fucking cute. That's like cottagecore, right? Like <laughs> fucking fucking Locke and Eddie are just like. Having guy talk about like, dude, she totally wants you, bro. And he's like, I'm twice her age. She wants a daddy, and I'm just like, that's. Well, uh, I mean, Locke calls it. Locke calls him on on Eddie's toxic masculinity. He's like, that's not funny. Yeah, that's, that's not funny, dude. Good guy, John Locke, baby. <laughs> I mean, in that in that way, he was very progressive. Yeah, yes. it, no, it was it was actually kind of nice to see. Hmm. Um, but she probably <laughs> does want to fuck John Locke. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, mean, yeah. You know. But you know, there's a right way to put that. You don't say, "Hey, she wants a daddy." She'd be like, "Hey, I think she wants to fuck John Locke." And then John Locke <laughs> says, "I know she wants to fuck John Locke." <laughs> does the Merkin match the toupee? Yes. 
That's what's on his head. <laughs> he just hot swaps it when he needs to. That's why his hair pieces are always so awful because they're not meant for his hair. <laughs> fuck. He's got two oh, identical bald spots on his body. Oh, fuck. <laughs> So they, so, so they go to pick fruit. Yeah. Um, Eddie, Eddie sees that something, uh, some guys are unloading some fertilizer into a greenhouse. Um, uh, all right, quick, quick show of hands. Who here immediately knew that that was a weed warehouse? Oh, oh come on. Yeah. No, I thought it was. I, I had the same. Assumption, I'm like, cult, it's probably a fertilizer bomb. Like, oh, I really? really thought Oklahoma City. Really? Okay. You were on yeah. the Eddie camp. Okay. You, okay. Because, I, yeah, I thought that was really wild to uh, of, of Eddie to assume that they were making a fertilizer bomb. But uh, I guess I, I was also not looking at this thing as a cult, really. I was still, I was imagining it as a hippie county. And plus, you know, it's Humboldt County. I mean. See, I didn't even pick up on the Humboldt thing. I didn't see the, the I wasn't paying close enough attention to the sheriff or any of that oh, gotcha. information Come early on. on in the episode. So where, where still, is Humboldt County? It's uh, NorCal. It's up. Oh. It's like it, it, where they grow the, all the pot. It's the topmost <laughs> county, right? It's the one that touches Oregon. Yeah. And, yeah. And oh. the coast. Like Eureka's yeah. up there. Um, and, like, and that's what he said. Uh, Eddie was like, I'm on my way to Eureka. And yeah. JL was like, I can take it to this other place. Yeah. Sure. That's probably, okay. I, I think I subconsciously clocked the Eureka thing because otherwise I don't, I didn't have any other real context for their weed thing, but that was my first go-to. Yeah. I just, I just thought because... He's also got a truck full of guns. I mm. clocked sort of the compound is a little bit more militant. So then I was like, is this a fertilizer bomb situation? Eddie, wa- Eddie wants in on the fertilizer bomb. Yeah. Um, okay. And, but the, and <laughs> so it. like the, the, the sort of like the payoff of it is John's like, <laughs> he like laughs it off. He's like, yeah, all right. I'll ask if you can get it on the fertilizer bomb, you maniac. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know. Whatever you're going to blow up. And he's like, oh, we're going to fucking we're blow gonna, something yeah. up, bro. And it, then it turns, <laughs> turns into a fucking Cheech and Chong movie. Uh Cut to the jungle. Um, Maybe Lock all the inter- weed is what's making the sky turn purple. Oh, shit. Please. Okay, anyways. Uh, <laughs> no, keep going. No. Um, <laughs> I'll do an audio drop later. Uh, boy. Yeah, come back to the president. We're outside of the cave. Uh, Interesting bit of trivia about this. This was one of the few she- scenes that was not shot on, um, on Oahu. Really? This uh, this the, the polar bear cave is a lava tube on the Big Island. Oh, nice. Um, I was going to so say once he's inside of it, it looks fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a real lava tube. Yeah, they yeah. Uh, they shot this on yeah, on on Big Island, so. But yeah, John John wants to go in by himself uh and Charlie's like I'm going to help and he's like no, you're not. You're staying out here and Charlie's got to hit him with a don't tell me what I can't do. <laughs> Yeah, um, Uno reverse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we cut to a continuous scene. We don't cut back to a flashback. We just we we cut back to Hurley making his way back to the beach. Yeah. Mm. He runs into Desmond. <laughs> In the nude. Just like naked. Like full buff. The uh like Hurley really, really does not want to see Desmond naked. Well, let me let me let me put it this way: as a as a fellow big guy, like and and I was a big guy in high school, 
You know what I mean? Like it's it can be locker rooms and being naked around other men or anyone really can be really I mean, like yeah. really kind of a, a, an awkward and problematic thing for a big dude because okay. it's there's a lot of self consciousness well, there. Sure. I was gonna say I was just thinking about this now. Like Hurley was brought up Catholic too. Like there's you know there, he totally. does some shame about you know human nudity. So mm-hmm. maybe yeah. But yeah, it did it did feel a little. But, like, I mean, if it was me, I'd be like, nice I, dick, bro. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Like, Dude. Like, we understood how attractive you were. <laughs> you didn't have to take all of your clothes off. What? There's a leash law around here, man. What is that thing? Jesus. Is that a baby arm holding a hand grenade? For God's sakes. Is that a boa constrictor hanging off Fuck. your fucking hips? Like, what the shit? Uh-huh. But yeah, this is the bit where he gives him the shirt. He's like, yeah, I got a shirt here. He gives him his... He's like, how do you feel about tie-dye? Yeah. <laughs> Such a silly thing. It was so fun. Um, so Hurley. Yeah. So yeah, very yeah, Hurley. Yeah. Here's, here's a shirt. Unnecessarily, like, uh, considerate. Wherever yeah. they went, wherever Hurley went with Kate and Sawyer and Jack and stuff like that, they were apparently going to be gone long enough that Hurley packed an extra shirt. Right. So, I mean, like, whatever. Like, then we cut back to the cave. Um, yeah. John Locke trips on a toy dump truck. Yeah. I didn't get that at all. Yeah. I. We also saw like a Dharma patch or something near a skeleton where you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. somebody's been in here. But I'm like, toy toy truck seems weird for a polar bear to have in its. I don't remember if because there were like multiple skeletons in there. Like would would I mean, were they implying that maybe one of those skeletons could have been children or or the some of those skeletons? Did people live there before the bear took up residence? Could be. Could very well be. I don't know. Flashback. John Locke enters the greenhouse. They're growing weed. Just like a bunch of <laughs> just a bunch of bunch of stoner hippie commune communists growing right. some weed. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, good for them. It really <laughs> just is. Just like running your own business. Like it's tough out here. Uh so you know, having a, a, a side hustle like that, like just mm-hmm. <laughs> growing some plants. Uh and yeah, everybody's uh Packing up shop. They're like, yep. we're done here. We're going to get the documents. We're going to get the weed. We're going to get all the money. We're getting everything together because we're out of here because Eddie's a fucking cop. What? <laughs> the big reveal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you couldn't already tell from his like excessive fucking questioning, questioning like, and, and, and yeah. I like to think of myself as a curious individual. I never ask as many questions as a fucking undercover cop in a in a movie or a TV right. show. <laughs> no. no. Uh, but yeah, so obvious cop is obvious. Um, <laughs> and but uh, so they're gonna bail. Mike and Jan are packing up all the shit and they're pissed. Like they're they're there's a real change of um, tone from when yeah. we first met them. Uh, oh, they're completely different people in this scene. Yeah. Yeah. So, but Locke's like, I can fix this. Let me deal with it. Yeah, sure. he wants to keep his little happy, yeah. happy home. Yeah, he's got a family because, you know, this is a good family and his other one sucked and he likes yeah. this one. And, he, and, 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 you know, I got to assume it's a, a guilt thing too. Like he's the one who brought Eddie here. He fucked up. So yeah. he make it better. <laughs> Cut to the cave. Um, Locke finds Echo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Echo's in pretty rough shape. Real um, bad. Yeah. Uh, but he, uh, but Locke rescues him from the pandemic. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I was like, the, something more had to happen here. But my notes are really sparse. But I just remember he fucking torches him yeah. with the hairspray. Uh-huh. Like, I did oh, like shit. that from earlier when he's like, hairspray. And John's like, it's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not uh, for me yet. And then I love slides how- the Merkin back on his head. <laughs> 
I love how amped he is when he finally does like get out of the cave too. He's like, I burned the shit out of that bear. (laughs) (laughs) I got him. But they also do the thing where like they got six inches outside of the cave and they're like, all right, we're going to stop and rest here. It's like, the bear don't care if you're like into the cave, out of the cave. Yes, it's a a good milestone to meet in this journey you have of saving Mr. Echo. That bear still will come and fuck you it's, up. You better absolutely still go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get the fuck out of there. You yeah. burned him. You didn't kill him. Like so. Then uh, we cut to the jungle. Um, Desmond explains the hatch destruction to Hurley. I didn't write down who he was talking to. <laughs> yeah, he's talking to Hurley. Okay, he's still and with Hurley. F- yeah. Okay. My face just did the Winona Ryder thing from the Emmys a couple <laughs> years ago. Where she like couldn't hear, she's all confused because what the fuck? Desmond's talking about a failsafe key, and mm-hmm. the, it detonated the electromagnetic thing. There's a blender noise, the sky turned purple, and I was just like, "What the fuck <laughs> is Desmond talking about?" Yeah, I think I literally just disassociated through this whole scene because right, like, like you're just like looking at the TV and you just hear static in your ears. Just yeah, it's like when a child tries telling you a story and you just have no frame of reference. <laughs> But yeah, so, and then he says something about John Locke's speech. Yeah. And Hurley's like, what speech? And Desmond's like, uh, I didn't say that. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> you're crazy. What's, I didn't say anything about speech. You're, you're, get, have some drink. To, you're dehydrated. No, you're wrong, <laughs> drink this Tahitian treat, brother. Uh, um, come to the jungle. Um, just back to Locke and Charlie. They're uh, carrying Echo. Saving Echo is cleaning up his mess because it was John's fault that Echo was in the hatch during said implosion. implosion. Yeah. How'd he get out? Y'all remember uh, those like Nickelodeon moon boots? Yeah. Hell fucking yeah, dude. Yeah, probably, probably <laughs> that. Yeah. yeah, probably that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then moon boots... Everything is explained. All all yeah. things are 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 made equalized. Yeah. Uh, we cut Oish. back to the flashback. John Locke is <laughs> preparing to sh- kill Eddie. He's taking him out hunting. They both have rifles. John Locke's like, "Hey, look over there." Yeah. And Eddie looks over there. <laughs> Classic bamboozle. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Your whole distraction. And, uh, and John, like, he's got some shit here, too, that he's unpacking a little bit. He's like, did they pick me on purpose because of, like, whatever? And Eddie's like, yeah, we picked you because you're a fucking sucker. You're an all-day sucker, and we knew that it would take no effort to get in here. Mm. Um, and that bumps John out even more than I'm sure he was already bummed out. Yeah, what does what he say? Uh, amenable uh, for coercion? Yeah, amenable for coercion. Yeah, right? You know, I, I, I'm I, not advocating for murder or violence, but at least right. narratively for the story, like, I desperately wanted John to shoot him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. Like, I, again, I don't, I didn't remember how this episode ended, so I was like, oh shit, Locke's about to murk this cop. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's more true to his character that he did yeah. because he has just this lifetime of failures that yeah. he just, he can't, outlive you know right yeah and i mean the circumstances that keep getting thrown at him are just like yeah he just gets so much shit heaped on him this yeah. poor fucking old man well and he, he starts shaking when he's holding the yeah. rifle like it's a great again fucking terry o'quinn killing yeah, it out here it. Yeah. yeah eddie throws back to their earlier conversation uh, about being separated into hunters and farmers and he says yeah. you're not gonna kill me john you're a farmer and he's like no i'm a hunter, but, a hunter, but not actually. Yeah. At least not human hunting, because <laughs> Eddie he lets Eddie go. 
Um, and then you got to assume we don't see the the fallout here, but like I got to assume that Locke just does not go back to the con because he's like, well, that no, place is going to yeah. get raided, so I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the smart thing to do. Yeah, we cut <laughs> to the jungle. Um, back to the jungle. The Locke apologizes to Echo. He says, I, you know, I'm sorry that I blew you up or mm-hmm. it blew you in or whatever. I'm sorry, Bear tried to eat you. This is all my fault. I just wanted to save my friends. And fuck, Locke, uh, Echo is like, wakes up. And he's like, you can still save me. Jungle. Yeah. After all, you are a hunter. Fuck yeah. Do hunters save things? Um, Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jack's a doctor and he kills more people than he saves. So... <laughs> <laughs> This this is inspired to him. Like uh, they get Echo back to the beach, uh, and then John gives the speech that that's yeah. been referenced earlier. It weirds the shit out of Hurley. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> he sees like give the speech and he's staring at Desmond. Who's not <laughs> even though uh, the opportunity uh, to locate pants has uh, arrived. Has oh no, has, he's, he's free balling it. Oh, yeah, no. still. <laughs> When you see good rocks that got to be thrown in water, you got to fucking exactly. do it, man. You got to go. Yep. He's just sta- he's just at the, the just like skimming rocks out of the ocean, uh, and Hurley's just staring at him. And Char- it's Charlie, right? Charlie's like, "You're right." He's like, "I just have deja vu." Well, it's th- weird. I think it's because Hurley knows at any at any given moment there could just be a tip kind of coming right. out yeah. from down under the edge of that shirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's he's just keeping an eye out for a floating mushroom down yep. there. <laughs> Charlie comes up to Hurley and he's like, are you, are you all right? And Hurley's like, I'm manifesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, man. That's it. Further instructions. That is the end of further instructions. Oh, my Season God. three, episode three. Yeah. Water ride. Did we like it? Was it good? Matt, how did you feel about further instructions? I felt like contextually there I, I could have used a lot more just in general because sure. fuck me i was so confused but yeah. it's, but like i mean like knowing what i know from having watched a couple of seasons i i was able to fill in a lot of blanks and like i don't know i the the episode was was interesting i was like sure. i was definitely like trying to figure out i, I didn't understand desmond because i just have so very little understanding of of desmond's character like, yeah yeah and like I said, I totally disassociated in that whole scene where he was talking to Hurley because I just like like I couldn't reconcile anything that I could remember about Desmond with what the fuck was going on and what right. he was trying to say. Sure. The bear situation, the CGI, the the continuity errors, the yeah. the bad lighting. Like mm-hmm. I was just like I was I, so much of me is incredibly judgmental of the production value of any given show that I'm going to sit down sure, and watch sure. that I have trouble even, you know, caring for, you know, good quality television sometimes. Cause I'm always like catching shit and being, you know, just a, a stupid judgmental film school kid about sure. it, you know, like, oh, this is so mid, you know, just fucking, I mean, that's like, kind of our I, podcast. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> JP, uh, what about you? Uh, what do you think? Did you like it? Was it good? Man, I watched this episode two days ago, and I'm still struggling with that question. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I was say, normally you watch the episode right before we record, so it's fresh in your mind. Yeah. This is probably the, the longest lead time you've had to actually like let an episode percolate in between yeah. watching it and recording. Yeah, I, I don't know. Kind of like you had said earlier, it feels like there's a lot of fallout from previous things that we haven't seen on the podcast 
that really do need context. So watching it in this format is difficult. Yeah. I found myself being drawn toward the flashback in this one. I found that I was personally more invested in that because I was just so goddamn confused by all the island stuff. I was like, Because uh, it actually had a story ark. Right. There was, you could yeah. follow a story arc from beginning to end in the episode. That was the only story arc that made sense. Everything else was fucking, yeah, heavily, yeah. heavily contextually dependent. Yeah. So I'll give it like a meh. I didn't hate this episode, but I wasn't like, fuck yeah. Sure. You know, so. Yeah. What about you, Adam? Yeah. The, I mean, like, yeah, like it's tough for me to be attached to a Locke flashback because they are generally so depressing because Locke's life before the island was so depressing. But like. Right. Yeah, at least it had a story. It had a, it yeah. had a beginning, middle, and end. And yeah. um, that, was, I like that part. Yeah. That's fine. The, the island stuff, the island stuff, yeah. I, I, I was quite, quite, uh, quite lost on the island stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and the other thing, too, I, I mentioned this the last couple of times we talked about early season three episodes, is that the first six episodes of season three were sort of like this little mini arc, almost like a mini series unto itself. <laughs> because after episode six of season three, they took like a two-month break. Yeah. And then they did the rest of the oh, season. And so, weird. like, this, the, there were these six episodes. Like, yes, yeah, season three, episode one through six, they were just like this little mini season. And it's very strange. I'm, I'm going to give it a meh, too. I'm yeah. going to go meh. Now, what is that? Where does meh land on the scale? Like, right in the middle. The, yeah, directly, directly <laughs> in the center between love it and hate it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Meh. All right. <laughs> you, uh, uh, I, we're, we are tracking this. Uh, there's, there's, there's quite a few episodes that have gotten a meh. <laughs> Um, well let's uh let's do some mvps how about that let's do it so this is lost mvp this is your favorite character of the episode minus things you know about the show minus your context who was just your mvp of this 40 some odd minutes of television matt who's your lost mvp uh i think for me it's gonna be the bear (laughs) (laughs) all right yeah yeah, the I polar think, bear. I think the polar bear. I think I think he had he had the clearest motivation of any of the characters uh, on the entire I, I episode. Mean, <laughs> Hungry, yeah. eat man, just sure. man yeah. good. Out here trying to survive. <laughs> yeah. Know? I mean it's just a fucking bear. Like a, polar bear's it's, it's, a, a pol- lot, man. it's it's if anything, it's a it's a character that's facing extreme adversity. Oh yeah. I mean, just in its environment alone, being mm-hmm. completely out of place. And you know it's it's literally thriving aside from a, a a short you know unfortunate stint of third degree burn. Yeah, you know it's just a fucking it's he's just chilling. Uh, JP, how about you? Who is your lost MVP? Uh, I'm I'm just gonna give it to Hurley. Everybody else pissed me off. John didn't, <laughs> John didn't piss me off, but he's just so sad. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he grabbed Dorothy and was like, "I'm gonna save Mr. Echo," I was like, "Let's fucking rock and roll." And yeah. then it was just kind of like, kind of wet blanket after right. that. It, it was a walk through the jungle with Charlie nagging at <laughs> right, and I fucking <laughs> dude, Charlie's so goddamn annoying. So I was like, yeah. you know what? I just like Hurley. He didn't do the, anything offensive. His deliveries of dude are always so good right that, like the dude after getting the knife just like man that that hit the spot for me yeah dude yeah <laughs> dude so yep hurley so Adam, who is your mvp uh desmond yeah for just being naked and spooky <laughs> <laughs> oh sure when i try to be naked and spooky they're like sir please leave this home depot and you're like here's the mvp award 
You should be shopping at Lowe's anyway. So yeah, can you put your hands behind your back and turn around, please? We yeah. need to we need to put you in these handcuffs. <laughs> but yeah, like uh, Desmond, like yeah, th- that was the little tastes of the weird weirdness about Desmond. And I love Desmond as a character, and so like this, we haven't gotten a ton ton of him, and so like this was like yeah, his recovery from like I remember him like his little uh, nudist spell, and I was like, oh man, that was actually like sort of a pretty hilarious like reintroduction to him (laughs) for season three so yeah all right uh lost forever uh who is uh the worst who sucks shit who uh you know could you have done without matt who is your lost forever i got this one in the chamber uh it's gonna be claire for me uh, yes, 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 it's gonna, yes, it's gonna yes. be clear for me. It's gonna, it's gotta <laughs> be. I'm sorry, but she fucking like pressured Charlie to like go in the woods with John, and like she's always. I feel like I feel like Charlie takes a lot upon himself to try again to try to prove himself. Sure. He's always got something to prove. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. he, he he wants to be baby daddy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I get it. I I get it. He's looking for something to fill the void because heroin's not an option anymore. <laughs> sorry, but like. <laughs> Claire I was trying to fill a void, puts, all right. Oh yeah, oh boy, definitely, definitely, <laughs> and I don't blame him. But as a character, Claire, come on! I just think the writing was a little poor, and yeah. she she just does a lot of like puts a lot of undue pressure on Charlie and on like everybody on the island to just like look after her and like be you know her support because she's mommy and she's got baby and like I get it the the writers often don't know what to do with Claire no yeah right and there's a there is an episode that we watched where she does where she has a line she's like everybody just looks at me like this is before she has the baby where she's like oh, yeah. I'm just this ticking time bomb of responsibility mm-hmm. yeah and that's like literally the only thing the writers ever did with her was make her that yeah that's literally like when you're when you're doing pre-production and you got your big whiteboards with post-it notes all over them like and you're just describing what the people are, Claire would just be described as a ticking time bomb of responsibility. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then they never did anything with it. And yeah. Then, but then she's still in the show. So, they, yeah. Yeah, dude. No. So, yeah, for me, it's it's Claire all day. Uh, JP, lost forever. April Webster. Uh, she was the casting Ooh. director for 117 episodes of Lost. <laughs> and she is responsible for the casting of Nikki and Paulo. And let me fucking tell you, I I was like, oh man, it's gonna be the fucking sheriff. It's gonna be Charlie. As soon as those two chuckle fucks showed up on screen and tried delivering lines, like, oh, the jab, what's going on? I was like, fuck, dude. I have seen these two on screen for a combined three minutes of television, and I hate them so goddamn much. Like, when did they come in? Yeah, or at the end of the episode, yeah. right? Right during the speech. That's right. That's right. Okay. They are I forgot so that they were annoying <laughs> and so bad. Didn't, and it did they not just feel like a all. studio ad. Like, oh, we got to fucking replace Boone and Shannon and, and whatever. And this is the yeah. best April Webster could do is find these two people who cannot fucking act. Rodrigo <sighs> Santoro and Keely Sanchez. <laughs> I cannot wait until those characters die. Uh, Adam. <laughs> The 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 fucking the humble county sheriff's deputy, yeah, um, yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Like, uh, th- yes. there's nothing more annoying than a person who they call it in Dungeons and Dragons, like rule, rules lawyering. Oh, somebody yeah. comes out here and points out all the things that you know. It's like, oh, you gotta do. It's like, oh, there's nothing more annoying than a rules lawyer who is loud and then also wrong. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hitchhiking's not illegal in California. Nope, dude. You couldn't even. Uh, you couldn't even uh, violate Locke and Eddie's civil rights correctly. Yeah, 
Like you couldn't even go and be a tin horn to them about something they were actually doing wrong. Yeah. You had to make something up. Mm -hmm. Um, Dude, you suck. The sheriff's office should be abolished. Yeah. Um, Police in general should be abolished. Um, (laughs) Become ungovernable. (laughs) Burning questions? Burning questions, Matt. I know you said you you had one. I had I had one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's, so it's 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 written right here. It's the last note that I took uh, watching this episode, uh, and it it just says bandages in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so there's a whole little scene on the yeah. beach where they're like, you know, uh, uh, who uh, who was even hurt? Uh, Echo was hurt, yeah. and and everybody was like yelling at each other to like go get bandages from the kitchen. <laughs> and I'm just like, first of all, where's the fuck? You built a kitchen? They did build a kitchen. Yeah, okay, cool, yeah. fine. Yeah. That's fine. I get it. Like, there's got to be a place to prepare the food for the the community. The, yeah, a couple of times you see the kitchen. It's it's like surprisingly dope. I, yeah. I bet. I'm sure it is. Yeah. I mean, they they had a whole plane's worth of fucking shit to to, to deal with and a hatch. Yeah, they yeah. Got all kinds of supplies. Right. Uh, but like. They don't have a separate storage area for bandages. I just, I was like, I was like, why does everything go in the kitchen? Like, do they not have an infirmary area? I, yeah, that that's what I'm saying. Wouldn't wouldn't stuff? Jack have his own fucking doctor spot? You would hope so. Do- doctoring hole <laughs> where he does all his doctoring. Come on over, Doctor Jack's doctoring hole. <laughs> You got yourself a splinter, some dysentery. I'll do with you right now for the low, low price of three ninety nine. I'm Doctor Jack Shepard, and I'll shoot that virus out of you. You need some stitches? I, I I learned on the 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 Survivor man. You can take this here aloe thing, and it's got built in thread. Look at that! Woo! Time to do some stitching. JP, do you have one? Um, it's it's a little thing, but again, does the toy truck in the bear cave have some sort of tragic story? Mm, um, sure. Gotta. I'm just gonna keep my ears open for some sort of Dharma lore that you know will allude to something with that. But that that's about it. Uh, what about you, Adam? Nothing. Nothing major. At least nothing that we've not have asked pri- prior that it still hasn't sure. been answered. Like the Desmond thing. Like, right. Like Matt, like you said, pre precognition. Like, what is the nature of Desmond's mm-hmm. uh, abilities here? Uh, what it, What is it? So that's that's. All- pretty much always going to be mine for for a long time until we get to it until we get to a specific episode and then all will be, be real, revealed maybe he just read the script ooh you know instead of just the sides he read the whole thing yeah <laughs> he's like four scenes ahead he's so fucking he prepared everybody. he knows other people's lines so he can improv with them right and fucking Stephen Williams was just over there watching Man on Fire. So they're like, uh, should we cut this bit out? They seem to just be talking about the script. He's like, oh, dude, this shit's so fucking cool. Jesus, Henry, I said I was busy. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. Yes. Thank you so much for yes. coming on the show. Are you kidding me? This was an absolute pleasure. I'll literally come back anytime you Certainly. want. Well, we will um, have you back. JP. Yeah. What are we doing next time? Uh, yeah, so uh, if you want to be lost with us next time, we're going to be watching Season 3, Episode 10, Trisha Tanaka is Dead. Spoilers, I guess. Uh, featuring <laughs> Hugo hurley Rez. <laughs> this episode is fucking phenomenal. Is it? <laughs> I'm, so ex- I'm so excited that it's coming up here. It's uh, one of my personal favorites. All right. Fuck yeah. Um, Let's go. So yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, cool. Look forward to that. Uh, look forward to having Matt back in the future. Um, but in the meantime, uh, JP, yeah, do you have any idea what's going on on this show? Nope. Me neither.
Lost on Lost is produced and edited by me and JP. We wish to acknowledge that we live, work, and produce our show on occupied land. Burbank, California is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Tongva, Chumash, Keech, and Fernandeño Tataviam peoples. Milwaukee, Wisconsin is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Peoria, Potawatomi, Miyama, and Ho-Chunk peoples. And Lost was produced in Hawaii on the lands of the Kanaka Maoli. Visit native-land.ca to learn more about the land you live and work on. You can engage with us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter at Lost on Lost One. You can also email us at wearelostonlost at gmail.com or support us with dollar monies at coffee.com slash wearelostonlost. Thanks to Lostpedia and its community of contributors, Danny Schmitz, Random.org, and as always, you the listeners for tuning in. We're hosted at Podbean. You can hear us there or wherever you get your podcasts, except MySpace. We're, we're not on MySpace. Yet. <laughs> <laughs>